Hi there. Uh, my name is Darren. Um, I'm a veterinary nurse here at Alpine Animal Hospital. Um, and today we are here with Dr. Gisselson for Ask the Vet. Um, today's topic is we're talking basically summer stuffs. So heat, uh, what to expect around, you know, the 4th of July, all that good stuff. So how's it going today, Dr. Gisselson? Uh, so far, so good today. Perfect. So I would say in the summer, one of the biggest things that we run into is heat stroke and stuff like that. Would you say? Yeah, it's definitely super common um, and definitely a major concern, um, especially if you even think about the heat wave we've had this week. Um, and it's already, I mean, it's not even technically summer yet. So, um, yeah, seeing temperatures around 100 are definitely concerning. Yeah, for sure. I would say it's it's definitely a big concern. And um, with this weather getting kind of crazy, honestly, um, I would say maybe we should talk about some tips for people and what to look for. Um, and maybe even just start with what is heat stroke? Yeah, so heat stroke is kind of a, a common term for overheating. Um, basically, um, dogs, we probably see it way more than dogs than in cats, uh, <laughs> just because uh, luckily a lot of our cats are inside um, this time of year, um, especially during the day. But um, with dogs, they don't really have the ability to cool off very well. Um, so they don't necessarily sweat like we do um, to help uh, help them cool off. So they sweat a little bit through their um, foot pads, but other than that, it's, it's pretty minimal. Um, so they don't have a great way of cooling off. Panting is a, a big way that dogs cool off. Um, mm -hmm. But otherwise, um, it's, it's pretty hard. Um, and yeah. so panting makes it harder for them to breathe. It increases their heart rate and obviously increases their respiratory rate. Um, and so, yeah, those are kind of some of the things that we start to see um, when dogs are starting to get hot. Um, they tend to get really lethargic, um, dumpy. Some will get to a point of collapsing um, where they actually can't get back up. And that can be pretty traumatic to see, but that's definitely, I would say, an emergency for sure. Definitely. So, um, you know, some things that I've seen in just, you know, people's backyards or that they've talked about is um, to keep them nice and cool, getting those like cheap uh, kiddie pools, filling them up with water. Uh, yep. And also just making sure that they have enough water available to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's hard to you know, lean towards leaving them outside, um, when it's right. this hot out. So, I mean, if that's absolutely, I would, well, A, I would try to bring them inside if possible. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's absolutely a must, um, that they be outside, then making sure they definitely have kind of a shaded shelter, um, or, um, the tricky thing with the shelters is they get pretty hot on the inside as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so making sure there's lots and lots of access to water, easy access to water where they don't have to kind of get up and go far for it. Um, having a cool area where they can lay, um, some people even like freeze big ice bowls, um, and have kind of like an ice area for them to, to lick. Um, but yeah, the kiddie pools are great. Um, and things like that that you can fill up with water and keep in the shade um, so that they have a ability to cool down. For sure. Yeah, I think those are all really good and helpful hints if it's absolutely necessary. Probably gold standard is having like a, a doggy door to go into the nice air conditioning. Yeah, 
but something something to go in and out would be nice exactly uh, and just as a quick reminder this is a call-in show so if you guys want to give us a call ask us some questions about heat um, or you know heat stroke anything like that uh, go ahead and give us a call here the number to reach us is 970-963-2976 uh, and again this is ask the vet today we're talking about just summer stuffs heat considerations and all that jazz. Um, now, another maybe kind of a touchy topic is when we take our pets with us to the store. Um, I feel like we've seen a lot of dogs that come in that have been in the car for too long and it's too hot and some bad stuff is going on. Definitely. So cars in particular, they I mean, we've all gotten into a car that's been parked out in the sun. It's oh, miserable. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's super hot, and it gets very hot very quickly. And you take that and put a dog who already can't cool off well um, and who's probably stressed um, oh, yeah. being in a car without their owner mm-hmm. for an unknown amount of time. They don't know what's going on. That's already going to increase their respiratory rate, make them pant, make their heart rate increase. Mm-hmm. So it already makes them more, I guess, prone to um, right. to complications. And then we add this increasing temperature. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's super dangerous. It's illegal in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really people say, oh, I cracked the window or <laughs> I parked in the shade. It doesn't matter. Um, right. It still gets incredibly hot very quickly. Um, so don't do it. Yeah. Um, exactly. If you know you have a trip to the store planned, you know, after the dog park or after going for a hike or mm-hmm. whatnot, skip the store, go home, drop your dog off, go back out. Exactly. Um, it's not worth it. Exactly. I mean, on the way over here, we got into our cars and it was oh, sweltering for yeah. sure. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioning doesn't kick in quick enough. Right. Well, although I will say there are the Tesla cars, I think now, that have the dog mode where it stays on, it stays nice and cool. So that might... I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People say, will then <laughs> break your windows to save your dog. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, like Dr. Gisselson said, maybe we should leave our friends at home where it's nice and cool um, and just kind of keep that in the back of our minds there. Yeah. I would definitely, you know, it takes a little bit more forethought. Right. Um, when we're going out with our with our critters, but um, it's, it's just not worth it. Um, take the extra... 20 minutes, go home, drop your dog off, and go back out. Or exactly. make a different plan for your day. <laughs> right, for sure. And that just kind of brought up another idea um, or thought. Speaking of dogs, and you know, they're all unique in their own way. Uh, would you say that there are certain breeds that are more prone to overheating, heat stroke, that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, the ones that particularly come to mind are kind of your smushy face dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones who look like they got hit in the face with a door. Um, <laughs> your pugs, your bulldogs. Um, mm-hmm. Boxers can even kind of fall into that category. Um, they already have a really hard time breathing. Um, they... So making them go into a condition where they have to pant really predisposes them to respiratory distress. Yeah, for sure. I would say probably one of the most common dogs that I've seen that has that issue. It's usually been 
that breed that I've seen come into a clinic overheating, like their temperature's really high. So. Yeah, definitely. I would say, I mean, around here, there's a good amount of French Bulldogs. There's a good amount of oh, Bulldogs, yeah. um, Pugs, uh, Boston Terriers, um, even like Shih Tzus. Mm-hmm. Um, Shih Tzus can definitely have the same issue. Yeah. Um, they're definitely smaller, and we don't think about them as often, but they right. still have that... <laughs> It's called brachycephalic, mm-hmm. um, is when they're, they have that smushy nose. Um, but they are definitely the ones that we are more prone to see complications, yeah. even when it's not that hot. Yeah. Um, I have boxers, and I think we took ours for a walk when it was in the 80s, um, mm-hmm. maybe a mile or two. Um, and by the time we got home, his temperature was well above 103. Oh, gosh. And um, it's not very far so, either. No, it's not very far. We weren't running. We weren't hiking. Mm-hmm. It was a nice kind of chill walk. Um, but they, he just is so predisposed to overheating that it was too much for him. Right. Yeah. So keep in mind what kind of dog you have, the temperature outside, what kind of activity you're doing. Plan ahead if you need to go to town. And- yeah, definitely. Perfect. Um, and just another quick reminder, this is a call-in show. Uh, we will we are here to answer your questions. Today we're talking about heat and, you know, basically just summertime things. So the number to reach us here if you have any questions is 970-963-2976. Um, something else that I think of during summer uh, is the 4th of July um, kind of so fun for dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say I've gotten a couple of calls while we were working at the clinic of, I lost my dog last night when the fireworks were going off. Um, it is the number one day for dogs to run away. Oh, yes. <laughs> so what kind of considerations do you think we should take with our little friends? Um, I think, well, one thing around here is... It's a, a fire hazard to do fireworks, oh, yeah. so avoid oh, yeah. fireworks if you're going to try to do them by yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I would – a lot of dogs, they don't want to be a part of that activity. Exactly. Um, again, let them stay home. Um Ideally, in kind of a quiet, dark space, if you Mm -hmm. know your dog has issues with loud noises or has a history with fireworks, talk to your veterinarian. There are definitely medications that we can have you give ahead of time that help. Um, Dogs will kind of do anything to escape sometimes, too. So ideally, I wouldn't leave them home alone. Um, um, So, yeah, I would say... Ideally, stay home with them. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to your, your veterinarian about medications that can help um, and kind of create that kind of nice, peaceful environment. Um, some people even put, like, cotton balls in their dog's ears. Mm-hmm. Um, big thing with that is just remembering to take them out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't necessarily, I guess, lean towards that. But if you're going to put a reminder in your phone to take them out or whatever is going to trigger you to do that. Um, but it does kind of help dampen the noise a little bit. Um, I wouldn't use like a, an earplug. They're typically too small, um, for most dogs. So like a bigger cotton ball can maybe help a little bit. Um, we will do that sometimes for patients that are sensitive to noise, um, Mm -hmm. just to dampen it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the big thing I would say would be to talk to your vet, Mm -hmm. um, about a medication for anxiety, um, but yeah, dogs will break through windows trying to get out and then you're mm-hmm. dealing with a terrified dog with lacerations or, um, a dog that's just out running. Yeah. That, and that can be so scary on, you know, the animals part, but also for the people too, because Definitely. 
you know, you had this great time and then you come home and then your dog is missing and yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe one thing, classical music, does that help them? Uh, definitely. It's, there's definitely been studies that have shown that, um, classical music and honestly reggae, um, are found to be calming for dogs. Um, so play that some people will leave a tv on um so that it sounds like there's voices going on um the other thing that a lot of dogs are afraid at as well this time of year that's similar to fireworks is thunderstorms mm-hmm. um and again it's kind of that loud unexpected boom um some dogs can even i think sense the change in like the barometric pressure um and that makes things weird um for them as well so um, I would say a lot of dogs that are afraid of fireworks are also afraid of thunderstorms or vice versa. Um, so if you know those <laughs> things about your dog or if you think your dog might be sensitive to, to noises, if your dog gets very alarmed when a fire truck goes by or an ambulance goes by or something like that, mm-hmm. um, another loud noise, it's it's a high suspicion that something else might trigger <laughs> that as well. Um, so I would definitely talk to your vet. For sure. Definitely. Uh you know, moving on to another topic, just it kind of popped into my head. When I think of Fourth of July, I think of you know big family barbecues, this delicious food, uh, skewers. <laughs> yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of hazards that come along with barbecues for dogs. Um, whether it's getting into new foods, um, mm-hmm. things like that can definitely that they're not used to can cause you know in excessive amounts as serious as pancreatitis um, where they need to be hospitalized Um, but a lot of times even vomiting and diarrhea um, nobody wants to be dealing with that either Um, (laughs) so trying to minimize how much they're able to get at the foods some foods are toxic too Um, one that I think about at summertime would be grapes Mm -hmm. Um, are definitely toxic to dogs raisins Um, so we want to avoid things like that chocolate um if you're doing s'mores, um, milk chocolate's less concerning, but it's still mm-hmm. a concern. Um, so things like that to watch for. But um, also, if you're doing marshmallows or kebabs or things like that, you just have to watch the garbage really closely right. if you're putting um, skewers or things like that in the um, garbage. Because dogs, they don't care if it tastes like beef. They're probably going to try to eat it. It's food. Um, <laughs> so eating sharp things like that is definitely more of a concern. Um, bones of any kind. Um, oh, yeah. Chicken wings or whatnot. Um, we don't want them getting into. Right. And I would say, just to add on to the bones thing, I think... The chicken wings are probably the worst ones that they could get into because... It's not great. They splinter a lot um, and can cause some irritation that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, Just as another quick reminder, this is a call-in show. Uh, This is Ask the Vet. We're talking about summer stuff, fun in the sun. Um, So if you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. Uh, The number here is 970-963-2976. Uh, and again, we're talking about summer stuff, fun in the sun, heat, barbecues, fireworks. <laughs> um, one thing that might be kind of specific to what area you're in, you're in but uh, I've heard of some people taking their dogs on like river rafting trips. 
Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people will travel with their dogs like that. Um, there's definitely concerns with, you know, anytime they're getting in the river, making sure that they're able to swim. Mm -hmm. I would also make sure that they are in a life vest. Um, (laughs) the current and, you know, possibly rapids and, and whatnot can definitely wreak havoc on them. Um, I think it's a great idea to look up some basic first aid. Right. Um, if you're going to be hiking with your dog or taking them on trips, um, to have, you know, kind of that basic first aid kit. Um, the um, ASPCA is a great kind of um, source for kind of tips and tricks and things like that um, on, you know, what you should potentially put in a first aid kit. Um, but I think that's a great thing to to have with you if you frequently yeah. go out and about an adventure with your dog um, in case they break a toenail or... Um, run through barbed wire or get a thorn in their paw. Mm-hmm. Um, anything like that that can kind of help until you're able to, to get to the vet. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even just a good idea to have an emergency kit for yourself, too. Yep. Because it's, it's dangerous. It can be. <laughs> I mean, dogs just like us can be allergic to bee stings or, exactly. um, you know, eat things they're not supposed to. So it's it's great to have a little kit packed with you if you do things like that. Right, for sure. Yeah. Um, the boating or the rafting one was the kind of, that was an interesting one or I guess new one here for me because mm-hmm. I came from Montrose where you know, I lived on a farm. We didn't do a whole lot with our dogs. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, hmm. So you were talking about walking, mm-hmm. um, walking our dogs. You know, it's nice outside. Um, I was wondering, we should probably stick to walking them, you know, early morning, late evening. Exactly. Yeah. So not only, I mean, do we worry about the heat of the middle of the day? Um, but if you're walking your dog, chances are you're touching the ground or they're touching the ground. Um, the concrete asphalt roadways, any of that gets, it cooks, um, (laughs) the more it's exposed to the sun. Um, we have long, hot, sunny days here with, not a lot of rain, um, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, the ground gets really hot, um, and their paw pads burn. Um, and they can definitely kind of get blisters and, and mm-hmm. burns on their feet. Um, so I would definitely try to keep that towards the cooler hours. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily try to go out during the heat of the day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Lordy, going outside right now when we came here was murder (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um and it's almost five so i would i guess kind of wait more towards that sunset time period uh, where things are starting to cool down a little bit um you can always go out and touch the ground yourself Mm -hmm. um and if you don't want to keep your hand on it your dog probably doesn't want to keep their feet on it exactly (laughs) all right um Wow, I think we kind of flew through that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> some other things that I kind of made note of for kind of summertime um, that we don't necessarily think about as often is um, it's... Oh, we got a caller. Oh, cool. Hello. Hi, this is Lee from Leadville. Ask the vet. I'm not a pet owner. My husband has a cat, and I just was listening to your show, and it's really fun. And... Um, just a couple of things. Did um, you um, talked about uh, dog pads and water is good, right? Is that correct? Yes, we did kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So the vet, like if somebody's hiking on a hot trail, could they just put 
down a water bowl and and have the dog put their pads in there? What do you think? Potentially, that would definitely help cool things down a little bit. Um, I think the trouble with that is if we're just going to kind of continue exposing it to a hot surface, it's mm-hmm. hard. Uh, um, yeah, I think yeah. the, you know, the dirt and the grass and things like that when you're out hiking is less so, and there's more, you know, potential for um, shade um, than if you're kind of out on the street or um, things like that, like sidewalks and in town. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a warm summer. Definitely. And, um, I think it's great. All the other uh, items you have to tell your listeners, and I I'd, I'd like to encourage listeners. You know, a lot of dogs are outside and they're barking. I'm sure they're frustrated to just have owners uh, remember that it's it's kind of hard on neighbors sometimes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's interesting to hear all your stuff about grapes and different foods and whatnot. And yeah. Another reminder for your listeners, when your dog gets older, starts losing their hearing, they're not as bothered as much by the thunderstorms. Not always. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. It was fun, even though I don't, you know, have a pet. Um, it's it's great to hear you guys, and I'm always into animals, so um, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Perfect. You know, that actually sparked another question um, about paw pads. Okay. Oh, we're just wrapping up, but if you have one more thing to say. No. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And we'll have more tips next month. Perfect. Oh,